Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, Paul being a bad boy. Well, that leather jacket does suit you pretty well. Thanks. I've been working on making it out of cows. Oh, oh, pranks on you. You're not wearing a jacket. Oh, man, you tricked me. I did. That I did. That I did. And it's not even April. Oh. Or is it? Or is it? Who knows when this will be edited? <laughs> Who knows? But I know I took, I ripped the April month out of your calendar as an April Fool's joke. So I did the joke now, but in April, it's going to fool you. <laughs> we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my confidant and best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Confidant? Yeah, we tell each other things sometimes. Okay, that's not like a concierge or uh, what's what's that other word? Like where it's like you're like the uh, kind of prostitute, but kind of like a like a wife. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, not like that at all. Um, Concubine. That sounds like a thing that you're talking about. Okay, th- that's not our relationship. That's not our relationship at the moment. Right now, it's confidant. <laughs> Where I tell you things that I'm going to do, and then you tell me if it's a good idea or not. Okay. Kind of like a lawyer without the law. Yeah. So I was thinking a lot about different tricks you can pull on people, and kind of the layers bet- behind the tricks, that what makes a trick more... Uh, bad or in this in some cases what makes a trick more evil than others i think one element to tricks or pranks as they're otherwise called is i think it's the ease of cleaning up which is a factor or the probability of damage so to me it's like uh some people do these tricks on their professors where they fill the whole room with balloons or they might uh, throw a bunch of glitter in their office or something to do something like that. And I, I guess that's a prank. But the problem, especially with glitter, is that's a whole mess to clean up. That, that's hours and hours. So to, to me, it's more malicious because the effort to you know, in, like finish the prank is very high. Like glitter, you will never get all the glitter out of the office if you do that. Uh, or let's say that you fill somebody's car with, um, I don't know, like a split oats. That's going to ruin that person's car. Like, like there's damage being done there. Would you say that there's more of a, that, that it's a more devious act if you, in January, you rip the April month out of the calendar as a prank as opposed to, on March 31st, taking the April month out of the calendar. So, so the measurement there is you are thinking further and further ahead with the prank? Yes, the precognition and the taking action months before the payout. It's definitely more devious, but it also like makes the prank better. Ah, and is that is that because then it, what what makes it better? Well, it makes it makes it better because there's like a it's 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 you put in the work for the payoff, 
So, so like I think of this prank from The Office, the American version, not the UK version, where it, for people who don't know, Jim will prank Dwight a lot. And one prank that Jim does to Dwight is uh, he every day he puts like a little bit of sand in Dwight's phone and just a little bit more sand each day, each and every day. And so, so Dwight doesn't notice anything because, you know, from a day-to-day basis, he can't tell, like, the phone's getting heavier or anything. And then uh, just, just one day, Jim takes all the sand out. So when Dwight goes to uh, take, pick up the phone, it's so light, he just, you know, picks it up like super, like, like it's heavy, ends up hitting himself in the head. That, that's a prank that takes, like, you know, months of dedication. But it, it's funny because it takes so much, so, so much dedication for such a small little effect there. And also, you know, Dwight hits himself in the head, and it's kind of funny, but it's 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 not like, it's not malicious because it's it's a small little hit to the head. It's not like brain damage. So here's a here's a thought, right? So this is this is terrible, but what they what there's been pictures of people doing is on like gas station pumps on the inside handle that somebody will put like a needle. So like when you grab the gas station pump, you you're pricked by the needle. Like that's a that's an objectively like evil thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because the problem with needles is you don't needles have a high associated risk with them, even if it's not an actual risk, but it's perceived. You don't you don't know if someone who had you know pricked their hand before had some sort of disease. Which you know maybe you would get through pricking. I think the possibility of that is low, but that creates a whole like melodrama in somebody's head. And whether it is realistic or not, who cares? I mean, if I got pricked by a needle that was maliciously put there, I don't know who else has been pricked by that. I don't know if that needle has something on it. I don't know what the details of it. It's malicious because it's it's something intended there to harm harm. Like like it's it's not so much a prank. It'd be more of a prank if it was like an electric shock. Hmm. So the way to to remove the needle would be to to put on some gloves, some some latex gloves, and remove the needle, and like throw it away or whatever, and, and you know disinfect whatever you got to do. But what if the needle wasn't really the prank? It was the setup to the prank, and the remo- when you remove the needle. It releases a little capsule that is filled with acetone, and so acetone leaks all over the person who removed the needle's hand, and of course acetone's going to melt latex, so that melts the latex glove off their hand, thus exposing their hand, and then uh, they and then um, within the acetone there's like some other little thing that like damages their hand, so there's like it's not just the effect of of the needle, it's the the compounding of the four different steps that you have to go through to make this little tiny evil thing happen is that inherently more evil than just the just the needle there yeah 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 i'd say it's more evil because they're i mean it's it's a multitude of different things right go it's like there's not an exact like multiplier effect or like in that comparison it's like you can't say Let's say that each one of those things has some sort of value to it. Let's say they're all equal values. 
let's talk about like getting punched in the face. Let's say someone punches you in the face, and let's say punching people in the face is evil or it's morally wrong. Uh, if it's you know not like in a boxing match or something, so in, in that case, is getting punched in the face four times four times as worse as getting punched in the face once? You could you could say okay yeah it kind of is, but you could also say it's not like equivalently four times as evil. I mean, it's it's a bit it's worse, right? But it's not necessarily four times worse. It's some amount of times worse. It's not ten times worse, maybe, but maybe it is because maybe you know on the fourth punch you actually knock somebody's t- tooth out. You did enough force. Maybe you know they needed that up. Maybe you need four punches to knock that tooth out. Would it be exponentially less evil per punch? Um, like diminishing returns. Like the first punch is is evil worth 10 and then the second one it's like okay well that's the you, you just did that like now it's an eight it's hard to say well because it's it depends on the band damage being done because uh the problem with punches is that punches kind of add up with their with their damage you know if they're sufficient in force so yeah, like the first punch might not put you in the hospital and i just kind of like you know knock you off your feet a little bit second punch might you know give you a bruise. Third punch might uh, knock your teeth out. Fourth punch might uh, get you a little bloody. Fifth punch might uh, get you, uh, you know, put, put you on your knees. Uh, and then you have to like the uh, uh, tenth or tenth punch might be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the 25th punch, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's like that scale of like, you know, consequences to the, the punches, which kind of add up. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say that's worse and worse. The more punches. Yeah. Okay. So it'd be worse and worse in the fact that uh, I I still feel like the first punch is worth more in evilness because it's breaking the plane than anything else. But say the second punch is worth an eight, that's still an eighteen. It, it's 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 um it's less evil, but it's also adding to whatever was already done. Hmm, I think it's tough to say. Well, because it's like for me. Murder is kind of like one of the ultimate sins. Mm-hmm. And murder is like infinitely worse than just punching somebody. But so, so I, I, I agree with your point. The first punch is kind of where the moral icebreaker is. And that punch has the most amount of significance because it's the initiator of the violence or of the, you know, aggr- uh, the prank or whatever we're talking about here. This is a great prank, by the way, to punch somebody. <laughs> but it's like the, there's different level of, levels of consequences and those levels of consequence have different, like, like that to me is dying from a punch is far worse than being just punched a single time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's objective. Being put in the hospital is far worse. So it's like if, 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 if it's the uh, 10th punch that puts you in the hospital, that's way worse than the other first punch. So what's the funniest prank you've ever done that didn't involve punching somebody until they were dead? Um, the funniest prank? I mean, we've, we've talked about one of those stories uh, with putting butter in the air mm-hmm. and Sasha. Oh, so in, in college, we, had, uh, the, we were playing this game that um, all the freshmen played through email. It was the spoon game mm. where if uh, you got, everybody had a target of who they were supposed to be touching with a spoon and if that person touched you with a spoon then you were out of the game for good so um that was the general concept of it Uh, i had this kid on the fourth floor 
And so what I did was I went up to his room and I printed out, well, I printed out a piece of paper that had like big, that had his name big and bold at the top and then tiny, tiny lettering you had to be real close to see. And I put it on the wall across from his door and uh, knocked on his door and then walked out so that when he walked out, he would be like, what the heck was that knocking? And then he'd look and he'd see his name and he'd have to go over to read it figure out what it is and the second you were out of your room you weren't safe anymore from the game if you were in your room nobody could touch you but if you were out in the hall you could get touched so i waited on the other side of the door that was right next to where the note was and as soon as he came out of his room i was going to touch him with a spoon that would have been an awesome prank i think i guess it's a prank but it's also like a strategy that, mm-hmm. that's just being clever right i mean you're playing the rules of the game which he agreed to so it's not so much a prank. It's more like, oh, he he, he got fooled there. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, to me, a prank is the person's not in on it or he doesn't agree to those rules. But maybe that's not true. I mean, if you were in a prank war with somebody, you can still prank the person even if you both agree that you're going to be pranking each other. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to me, it's more like a... I think that goal is higher. It's not a prank as so much as it's a tactic to win the game. Where does a prank war end? Uh, tears. Tears? Tears. So if someone gets hurt, that's okay as long as they're not crying. <laughs> yes. So if you murder somebody, it's okay as long as they don't cry. Yes. Okay. As long as I understand. Rip out their tear ducts. It's uh, okay. That's, that's a perfect prank. It's a prank, bro. I would say um, a prank ends when someone gets like seriously injured. Uh, and whoever ser- does the seriously serious injury loses. So you want to do everything right up until you injure somebody. Because if you injure somebody, you lose the war. Yeah. And that would be a good way to keep it fun. Yeah. I, personally, I'm not a big fan of pranking. Or the kind of pranking I like is lighthearted pranking. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really matter. Like whoopee cushions. Yeah, whoopee cushions. or thing, like, like I was alluding to earlier, things which uh, are easy to rectify. Mm. Uh, I think it's okay to scare people. Mm-hmm. Like um, n- not not too much, um, but to a point where the person's able to recover from the scare, you know, relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also context. I don't think you should scare grandmothers because grandmothers might you know die of a heart attack. Okay. Uh, but there's always parameters to different pranks. Uh, I read a story on Reddit where this guy didn't like one of his co-workers so he pranked him by um it's essentially it's a little weird but he like called the cops on him or something and well he got everyone he he made the guy over a couple weeks feel like he was suspected of some sort of financial uh financial law breaking and then he got some cops to kind of get in and kind of pretend to like, uh, you know, go arrest him or something. And, uh, the whole workplace was in on it. And then the guy just, he told the guy just, Oh, run, run, run. Like, cause he was confused. Mm-hmm. So to, to me, that goes way over the the line. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the guy's life right there. I mean, it breaks a lot of boundaries. I'm not explaining that story very well, but it, essentially if you get the cops involved or you have some sort of multi-level kind of thing where you convince somebody into thinking they broke some sort of heavy-duty financial laws which might imprison you, that's not cool. Mm. It's like, imagine I did a prank where I took 
a bag of cocaine. Well, I don't have cocaine, but let's say I had a bag of cocaine and I planted it on you. Mm-hmm. And then I had one of my uh, friends who played an officer pull you over and then he found the cocaine on you and made you think you're going to go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. And then I come out, oh, it's just a prank. Do I get to keep the cocaine? No. This is an awful prank. Oh, okay. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Great idea. Okay. But okay. Let's say we're pranking Sue and Sue doesn't like cocaine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sue's so just the person who I use as examples now. Yeah, I see that. I don't think it's right to put Sue through that sort of mental distress mm-hmm. in the contemplation of going to prison because that, 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 that's the scale that's too much mm-hmm. for the prank mm-hmm. to be So what's, what's a good prank you think can think of? There's a TV show slash YouTube channel which does a lot of pranks called Just for Laughs. Uh, they're pretty popular, and a lot of their pranks are very lighthearted, which I like. Like that. they do ones where it's like a, a lot of Jesus pranks, where like there could be some guy dressed as Jesus, and then uh, he's kind of just uh, just like oh, some crazy guy dressed like Jesus, and then he's kind of walks across the water. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's staged and everything, but this is some person looking like what, 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 is it, what, and no one else sees it except for this one person. Or it, there's another one where it's like a, they have this uh, table, which has an electromagnet underneath and a spoon, which is magnetized. And so these people are at this kind of like a little small restaurant inside a mall and uh, they're eating their, their soup and they just magnetize the spoon to the, the bowl. So all of a sudden they can't get it up and then they release the magnet and they kind of flying and as right as the waiter's coming over oh. and it kind of makes them look embarrassed. Like, like, like and they have a hard time explaining. Mm-hmm. Again, easily solvable. It's not a big deal. And it, it's very lighthearted. So that, that's the kind of pranks I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, though, maybe a prank I did. It's not really a prank. But uh, I, I, I used to weird you out a little bit. Because you'd come to the door. Like, at, this is back when we were kids. You'd come to the door, and before you could knock, I would knock on the other side of the door and just confuse you. Mm-hmm. So that's just like a breaking of social convention. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot right there. Fair enough. I was ho- I wanted you to <laughs> to make up a prank. Make up a prank? Yeah. What was one? What's one that you could do? You would imagine doing if you felt like actually taking the time to do it. Uh, I can't think of any good pranks. Like, I can think of incredibly malicious things I would do. <laughs> okay. But they're not things I would do though. That's that's the thing. Hmm. Like putting razor blades in apples. So, so, so an idea I came up with is, you know, it's not it's like a, like a kind of airy fairy idea. It's not you know actually doable, but this would be like a terrible kind of idea. Is you would give a female who is going through puberty, or you take away the knowledge that her having menstruation was natural, and she'd feel like she was the only one. So it'd be kind of a curse. It wouldn't be a prank so much, but just like a malicious thing. And she'd go through her whole life thinking that she was the only one who was bleeding from her vagina. Uh-huh. And she wouldn't get it checked out because she just thought, like, like that'd be the, like, kind of the constraint. It'd be like a curse. Uh-huh. And the curse would be from some old lady who just kind of got mad as a girl because she was screaming in the, in the mall. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's terrible. So it, it takes away, you know, what people say is a big part of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And it makes her feel isolated, 
mm-hmm. and like she is completely irregular and you know crazy and having to hide this thing, which is just incredibly normal. Mm-hmm. Huh. And, and it puts a curse on something which just happens naturally. So, so that is like, incredibly malicious. Yeah, that's com- that's fucking somebody's whole life up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, though, I remember this one time. I was a little bit malicious because uh, not not rightfully so. So uh, I was really mad when I was like twenty or so when I had to do my taxes because I thought it was pretty dumb that the government was taking my money and I was having to actually do taxes. I thought like the whole fact I had to do it was just stupid. Which it is. Which which it is. Go on. And so I didn't really know where to go, but uh, I saw that there was a thing at Walmart there where the Jackson Hewitt was doing taxes. So uh, I go up there and you know I'm talking to the guy and I'm a bit disgruntled and everything. You know, guy's just doing his job, he's being nice. But I, I start pointing out, oh man, just this, 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 uh, all the beeping there might, must drive you crazy. It's happening every two seconds. And what I was trying to do there is I was being passive aggressive with him. I was trying to make him aware of the beeping. That way he'd be driven crazy and just keep noticing it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of malicious on my, it's not a prank, but it's like making him aware of something. And he kind of picked up on that. And then I kind of realized that I was being a douche. Mm-hmm. So we kind of resolved that interpersonally somehow. It's kind of hard to describe how you resolve that interpersonally. Mm-hmm. But, you, you, you know, he, he kind of just realized I was being disgruntled about doing taxes. And, then you know, he got his report with me and everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was being a douche. <laughs> that sounds really evil. Uh, <laughs> trying to drive a man insane in his workplace over something inane. Yeah, I think the greatest curse you can give someone is awareness. Wow, that's deep, Nate. I've thought about that a lot. I think it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's the story of Garden and Eden. Yeah. I mean, Adam and Eve become become aware of you know, their morality, but they become aware of their death and their their, their being as a humans. Mm-hmm. And that that awareness is their curse. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, that's argued just to be like the uh, analogy or a metaphor for becoming like going from a child to an adult. Because mm-hmm. when an adult comes responsibility, awareness of people, things, uh, ethics, you go from being a little psychopath to uh, being a grown psychopath. Yeah, a grown, grown psychopath mm-hmm. who now has responsibilities. Who is now controlled by all the other psychopaths. The social construct, man, that that's what really drives me to craziness. Like we were watching um well, first we were watching Super Jail, but we won't talk about that cuz that's real fucked. But then um then then be put on Meet the Parents. Um actually it was the second one, Meet the Fockers or whatever, uh where the two parents meet and that was the whole show, like I, I ruined the show for myself by being aware because I realized that the entire show was about how awkward social conventions can be and the social expectations because one parent was like real snooty and one parent was like real um, extroverted and the two parents meet like they both have an obligation because their kids are getting married of being polite to each other. So the the extrovert wants to like be extroverted and the introvert wants the opposite. So like they have to try and find a way to meet in the middle and the uncomfortableness in that 
realizing that both are going to have to give and neither one wants to, that's where the comedy is. And it was just, the whole show is just about social conventions. And it ruined the movie for me. <laughs> Why did it ruin the movie? Because I knew every joke before it happened. Because it's, oh. it's all so obvious. It's like, okay, so next scene, they're going to be eating. What are the awkward things that could happen between an extrovert and an introvert while eating? Like, okay, here comes every joke that's going to happen. I see. So it was it that... So you could say that's the premise of the movie. But was it that the jokes were obvious? or uh, was... I, I find almost all movies to be really obvious. It's very rare, and it's why I like a lot of movies that I like, that I find one that's not really obvious. I find almost all jokes and plot points and all of that to be real obvious, and it, it annoys people a lot when I watch movies with them, because I'll guess the entire plot like in the first five minutes, and people hate that. Mm. I, I, I think I agree. I mean, I, I can usually guess the plot for most movies, and TV shows in general, because they try to like, it's like any, if the writing's good, it will do that. But if the writing's really good, they'll kind of tell you things that you won't realize until second watch. And is that, that's, a lot of people think that something like that is like a practical joke or like a prank, like giving away the ending to a movie. But would it be an even funnier prank if you gave away the ending to the movie, but it wasn't the right ending? It was like, the ending that you think it's going to be, and then it ends up switching. So you create a twist where there's not a twist. I, th- I think that would be... I guess it could be played as a prank, or as a joke. Or could this be a misdirection? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could actually have it be even congruent with the story if the, let's say, the person who's doing the narration is an unreliable narrator. So they're, they're just giving a bad account for what's happened. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as the movie concludes, they have a more reliable account based off what they witnessed. Mm. So it, it could even be like a coherent kind of story behind that, or like a reason behind it. It's not just like, oh yeah, this is a, like a meta meta joke here. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. Try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it. So I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now. Oh, here's a here's a prank idea, right? So let's say that there's a water bottle on the ground and you pick up the water bottle and when you do, it starts leaking, leaking the water bottle. What do you do with it? You, you put it down. Is that what you would do? You just put it down? Is it, is it my water bottle? 
it's not your water bottle. It's a water bottle, but it's in an area that it's your responsibility to keep clean. Oh, um, I throw it in the trash. So uh, the trash is on the other side of the room, and it's like pouring water out of a pencil-sized hole. I plug it. You would plug it? What if the wa- What if it wasn't water, if it was like yellow, and you didn't know what the substance was inside? Um, I would still plug it. You would plug it like with your finger? Yeah. Gross. Wouldn't you like take it and flip it so that it's laying flat on the opposite side from where it's leaking? No, no, that's what I would do because then I wouldn't have to touch anything. Was there? Was there? Okay, let's, let's say I do. Let's say I do flip it to, to, to the side. Well, then there's a hole. In, there's a like a, a cut in the other side, so it leaks out that side too. So basically, I would just put little holes in water bottles in all the spots where you could turn it, so it's always leaking no matter what. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being a thing. Just as a little aside, yes, like it, it could be urine or something inside there. But th- to be honest, like I, th- I think it's like you you wash your hands, you're fine. Most places there's a place to wash your hands. Now, if there wasn't a place to wash the hands, I, I I might put it on that side or I might just drop it. You know, I might do something. But even to get urine on, on your hands, it's gonna happen. Uh, there's always those times, especially with guys' bathrooms, where you. Uh, have to you know go and then you sit on the seat and then you get piss all over your your butt cheeks because someone pissed on the seat. No, no, I always wipe the seat first. Okay, well, there's been times where I didn't think there was piss on the seat. With like eight layers of. Okay, so there's been times and you just you get pissy butt. Yeah, well, there's also been times. I mean, maybe well TMI, but it's like sometimes like the toilet paper at places are so bad it's like ripped on me. Mm-hmm. I've gotten like a little bit of shit on my you know fingers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just wash your hands. I mean, it, it, it's not good. You wash your hands extra, but, you know, you get dirty sometimes and you just clean up. Yeah, but your own ex, excrement and bodily fluids is one thing, but somebody else's, especially in a random bathroom or in a water bottle on the side of the road, like, those are way different scenarios. So, yes. yes. So I would be more horrified if it was somebody else's, but the ability to clean up after... It, like, wouldn't be that big of a deal. That seems to be the theme for you, is the ability to clean up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like no harm, no foul. I mean, if... Now, let's say that... Again, if it, if it was, like, something where I got shit over my hands... What, what's, what's, okay, what... This might be an example. What, what, let's say that uh, there was... Someone threw a diaper onto my car or something, and then... I pick up the diaper and then uh, it's like it's on the way. There's a, on the busy highway or something. I don't know. It's just some scenario where there's no like hand washing facilities anywhere. And it's just a random diaper on my car. So I take it and I throw it off. But as I throw it off, the diaper just rips in half and I get baby crit shit on my hands. Mm-hmm. That That's a big problem because that's not easily clean up. Yeah, I can't clean it up. And it's a bad prank for me because it's, I, it, you can't explain that. What if it's chocolate in a diaper? Uh, I'd probably smell it. You would smell it. I mean, I so I I would probably verify, mm-hmm. but I think you can smell like shit far from far away. But I probably bring like you know like about two feet away from my nose, mm-hmm. and if it smells like shit, shit. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good prank if it was a chocolate diaper. Well, no, it wouldn't be a good prank because because uh, I'd still have the issue of washing my hands. So that's easy. That's an easy cleanup. Well, if I'm on the highway and there's no like gas stations for like miles away, 
and then it's somebody who brings like you know how you can make those cakes that look like kitty litter uh yeah i think you put like chocolate bars in it and stuff it just looks like a cat box like why do people make that like it's funny for like one second but then no one wants to eat it um yeah well it's hard to know if 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 it's because it looks like cat litter or because that's just how cake is back when i was growing up people ate cake a lot nowadays people don't eat cake you have a birthday party and you get cake. No one eats cake. Where is all my cake going? Uh, B, B might be the special exception here because she's very into cake. Mm-hmm. But in general, like I've I've had things where I plan like little birthday things for employees. They don't eat the cake. Mm-hmm. Get cupcakes for them. No one eats a cupcake. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you you get them that for them and they don't want it. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it's I mean, maybe it's because we're children. Maybe that's what what what's more so the factor. But there's cake, and then everybody eats the cake. Maybe it's the presentation, because sometimes people don't want to be the first one or the only one. It, so it needs to be like a social. It needs to be socially acceptable, and maybe somehow in the presentation, it there was a a social convention that prevented them from fulfilling their cake desires. Okay, this isn't related, but. <laughs> So I, I was trying to be a nice guy one time and the, thinking back to it, it's kind of awkward. So I was trying to like give, you know, like, like sometimes you bring in stuff for your coworkers, like food, like you bring in pizza. Mm-hmm. So I, I was trying to do like a little favor to my coworkers and bring in some food for them. So <laughs> I, I got a, uh, uh, a package of strawberries. <laughs> oh, Okay. So you brought in a small package of strawberries, and you just like left them on the counter. I said, "Oh, okay." It's like I brought some strawberries in for you guys, <laughs> and they're like, "I'm deathly allergic." And, uh, people, well, and they're like, "You could have got us pizza. <laughs> Why strawberries?" <laughs> I think that's a fair question. Why strawberries, Nate? I, th- in my in my mind, I like strawberries. Everyone else likes strawberries. Why wouldn't they want strawberries? <laughs> Why would they want? Because it's just, I don't know. That's a weird thing. To, isn't there a sexual connotation with strawberries too? Well, I guess, but there wasn't, it wasn't made. But I, I realized that was an awkward thing to bring in now. <laughs> but back then I was like, who doesn't like strawberries? I brought you a whole cantaloupe. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, I brought an apples for you guys. <laughs> like, Why? Strawberries is the, probably one of the weirdest <laughs> things you could have chosen. <laughs> like a hot bowl of rice would have been weird. But. Well, okay, no, I disagree with that. If you bring in Chinese food, no, 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 all, no, just white rice, just white just rice, just a bowl of white rice. Okay, yeah, white white rice would be kind of weird because, like, oh, like, help yourself. Why isn't anyone eating the rice? Th- th- thank you. Did uh, you bring soy sauce? No. Uh, um. Okay. Forks. No butter. <laughs> I'll bring the butter. You bring the popcorn. Now, one thing I this is this is all rant that I really dislike about social media lately, and kind of how like pranks are very popular on on social media, and a lot of them are kind of more malicious. Like I saw this one where this guy uh, there's a plumber, and the and actually wasn't the plumber. He's he's a constr- he was like a construction worker and uh he was bent over and he had some uh 
like he gets some butt crack showing quite a bit mm. and the guy was dressed up as a, another construction worker and he comes over and just puts some like a like filling paste inside the crack so it's you know the joke's kind of like uh he's filling the crack mm-hmm. you know with this uh i don't know what it's called mm-hmm. caulking solution sure and getting some caulk in that crack again i don't think it's a good prank well number one the guy was a complete stranger to this guy mm-hmm. number two he's trying to make money off of it mm-hmm. you know everyone in the comments is like well he gives money to the people who in the pranks he gives a like a you know, no it still doesn't make it worth it i mean there wasn't that agreement beforehand he didn't agree to be in this prank mm-hmm. and I, I think he had this guy didn't agree to it so he just poured out his face uh and number three you're doing damage to this guy you know he might ruin his clothes. You don't know how valuable his clothes are. You don't know what where his clothes came from. What do you think about them? I mean, as far as maliciousness goes, I think that one's pretty, pretty tame. I, I don't like it, but I, we, we can maybe agree it's tamer. Hmm. But the problem I have with it is it's monetizing kind of people are trying to make money off of like pranking strangers in kind of more malicious ways, hmm. which which I don't like. The one I don't like is when, like, people, like, um, pretend that there's murders or something like that. I don't like those ones. Like, they'll have one guy run up around a corner and um, pretend to shoot a gun, and then another person will, like, fall to the ground as if they've been shot. Just, like, right in front of a stranger. So the stranger thinks that, like, somebody just got murdered in front of them. Like, that can, that's like, like, that would fuck me up psychologically for a while. I've not heard of that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, I would not. Like, there's, like, scaring people, and then there's, like, going a little over the top, and that crosses that line for me. Um, but then again, you might just be calling me a pussy, so whatever. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be okay with that one. No, the other one I don't like is, like, a, it's, like, where guys will be filming, and uh, they'll come up to, like, some random guy with a beard and kind of, like, just start kind of, like, uh, feeling their beard and go, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like that because it's, it's, you, you can't get that close to somebody. Hmm. I, I think that, okay, th- this is, this is the one, like everyone has their kind of thing. I think if someone does that to you or starts recording you in that kind of way, I think you should legally be al- allowed to number one, beat the shit out of that person. Mm-hmm. Number two, take their phone and smash it to pieces. Mm-hmm. And number three, you have no legal recourse for it. I think you legally would be able to hit the person. Would that be considered self-defense? I w- uh, that would be the argument I would make in court. And I think that that... I think that something like that is okay because you know you're assuming the risk of possibly being assaulted. Mm. And rightfully so. If you're willing to invade somebody's space, 90% of people are probably going to laugh it off and like get it and play along. But some people are going to be offended or feel uh, like they're being attacked in some way, even, you know, whatever. Things happen in an instant, so in your brain, fight or flight can happen. And if you get knocked out because of it, like, that's on you, bro. And that's that's assuming the risk. Yeah, as opposed to the moralistic way, I mean, the, the high-level claim there is if you do a prank in which the person might be susceptible to a fight reaction, mm-hmm. you have to accept the consequences of that. Because if you get the shit beat out of you or you get punched in the face... Well, okay, you put yourself in a situation where that was possible to happen. Like those Halloween videos and the, that happen that people, like, try and jump out of, like, garbage cans and stuff and scare people. Yeah. And it's always this, like, huge jack black guy. And yeah. he just, like, <laughs> yeah. in response, like, instantly, like, downs them and punches and knocks them out cold. 
And that's the funniest part of the prank. He could scare a hundred people, but him getting his ass knocked out because he scared this one guy, that's the funniest part of the prank because, like, you fucking get what you deserve if you're going to be an ass hat. I think, I think, I agree. I think also the funny part is, is kind of a tragedy mm-hmm. in a way because the tragedy is as you see the guy try, punching, he realizes it's a prank, but he can't stop himself from punching. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have control over what he's doing mm-hmm. at that point, but he's already done it and you can just say, oh, no. <laughs> Or sometimes he does. It's not. He doesn't feel bad. And he's like, "Well, fuck you, then. That's what you get." I, I, I don't think that's a bad response to have. To be honest, I, I agree. If you're playing with fire, you know, get burnt. You know, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by that, you mean you have you have reaped what you sown. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, we got a lot of metaphors here today. You should fuck yourself to the level in which you have fucked others. If you fucked a hundred people a tiny, tiny bit, you deserve one big fucking in return. Hmm. But you know what's not a prank? Um. Th- that's not a good segue. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about uh, a really good prank that I want to pull. What's that? So you go on to we need to talk to patreon and donate a whole bunch of money that that would be an amazing prank you do it you do like a little bit of money every single month indefinitely that would be an amazing prank and, and part of the prank is you get exclusive access to exclusive content i mean being redundant there but uh this is part of the prank so it, absolutely and you also maybe you get to come on the show maybe you get your name called out who knows it's all part of the prank George Smith, we're calling you out. Yeah, Tori? George. I like Tori better. Okay, Tori Smith? Tori Tori may be a hot girl, Nate. If your name's Tori Smith and you're a hot girl. What were we trying to say about, like, hot girls? We need to talk. If you like this content, check out our friends at GNA Podcast. Find them in the description or on Facebook at GNA Podcast. You love them as much as we do.